right now. Planets are colliding, universes are ending, and we're going to be with you every step of the way. This is War Report, episode number three. Jamie Rosales, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. I'm glad you're finally back from your trip. I got back just in time because issue three of Secret Wars has hit the stands. We've read it. We're going to talk about it today. God damn, so much is going on. This this event is is it's just tremendous. It's huge. It's yeah. life-changing. It, and, and just in the time span you were gone, there's so many books to cover. Oh, my God. First, let's talk about issue three. What the hell happened, Jamie? Um, This is probably the best issue yet. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, so should I just start? Go for it. So, uh, we begin with, uh, Sheriff Strange, uh, giving Dr. Doom basically the summary of events that's happening in all the kingdoms. And Doom doesn't want to hear it. He's just like, come on, this is boring, bro. Like, let's not go through this again. And, you know, Strange is sort of emphasizing the fact, he's like, dude, you could see everything, but you don't know everything. And, you know, Doom sort of throws in his face. He's like, well, you could have been God. And he's like, I don't want to be God. You know, I didn't want to be God then or now. Um, and so we it's clear at this point because there was a sort of we talked about, you know, from the first issue and the second. I was like, you know, I know Doctor Strange to be a good guy. But like, you know, the things that he's doing for Doom, it just doesn't seem like I'm like, is this the, the strange that we know? And it's clear now that it is. He he does remember his old life as, you know, th- this is 616 uh, Doctor Strange here. That's serving doom, and it gives you in, into more in depth about this later, right? Because he's basically like they both sort of they were like walking in this garden and they like remember, you know, he's just like, look, this is, I know you had to do what you had to do, and at the end of the garden, it's uh, it's a statue of Molecule Man. Exactly. So that means three went in, two came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we still have not seen anything from Molecule Man. Maybe he sacrificed his life to create Doom World. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, meanwhile, they talk about that ship that landed, right? The one that the Cabal came out of. And um, he takes one of the newest Thor from the first book, um, who's basically like, oh, man, like, the, it was supposed to be a good first day. And all this crap happened. And so they go and see the ship and... Out comes Miles Morales, and we who, we see we see Doctor Strange using a, a version of the Eye of Amagato, um, that is not like the way we used we were used to seeing it. Um, it's this really weird version, and even he says it's not as strong as it used to be, which is kind of interesting. So I, I'm not really sure like how much he's connected to the Mystic Arts anymore. Right. That's what I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing from this is there might be some some weird version of this. This might be some like depowered version. Somehow he lost some of his abilities or his connection. Well, that's actually something I want to. So, yeah, there's a there's a tie in I want to bring up later on. We uh, have a recap because I have a theory about sort of Doctor Strange in this in this battle world now that, you know, he's obviously not the same with his um, with his powers now as he was before. Um, and so they see Miles Morales, who's basically like, hey, guys, I snuck aboard. This stuff was happening and I'm here now. And um, he's, I don't know, seeing him first off was um, like, he's so lovable. And it's like, I'm so glad he survived. I mean, he was going to survive, but 
Um, it was really like, yay, finally something good that came out of this. Um, the, f- the funniest thing is we we saw him sneak on to a, uh, you know, a life raft. But and we all assumed that it was going to be the exactly. other. Exactly. We didn't know yeah. it was the Cabal life raft. Right. And, and I had one, no idea it existed. That's... Once again, we have the shift in lettering. <laughs> right. Yeah, I noticed that this time. I was like, oh, I see it now. I see it. Um, and then um, we cut back to um, Susan Storm and uh, Dr. Doom talking. And it, it explains that she's like, you know basically the gods like consort or whatever um but she's talking about how she like misses her brother and you know they're just like well like he was kind of rebelling and so it was your idea to send him to the sun i'm like well no it was her idea to make him the sun he's not sent to the sun he is the sun okay which is (laughs) all right is that a thing that's ever happened before no but he, she banished her own son or her own brother to become the son to illuminate doom world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was, that was a little weirded out by that part. It's like, okay, but like, um, like for eternity, he is the one who provides the heat and the light for doom world battle planet, whatever you want to fucking call this place. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> right. Um, Susan storm. And- you don't want to you don't want to mess with her in this universe. She's kind of badass. Um, and the other weird thing is, did you notice on her belt is a phoenix? I did not. That's the Ooh. that's a phoenix emblem on her belt. She's not wearing a fan, anything Fantastic Four related or anything like that. She's wearing a straight up phoenix on her belt. Oh, interesting. Don't know what that's for yet. But and yeah. uh, when we see a. a, a a tighter close-up shot of her she's partially invisible you can see like like right. she's a little bit intangible there so maybe she's not completely in control of her powers or she just uses that as a you know way to see th- i don't know like but it, it's qu- quite interesting this is a sue storm that we're we're not not used to seeing um i'm i'm kind of excited about that she's kind of a bitch right um and obviously she's very you know in trance with doom she's like all about worshiping doom and everything and um it's just like hey everyone should see your real face because everyone loves you and he's like shows his real face and it's not not pretty uh now definitely it, it, it the weird thing is i could have sworn in i think it was um wade's run that uh doom fixed his face and just wore his armor out of respect for himself <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing he says, though. He's like, if I'm such a great god, I could do all these things, but I can't fix my face. Um, and, you know, I mean, in the, <laughs> the old Secret Wars, it's like after, you know, he sort of, what is it? He gets the Beyonders powers. He has like a really pretty face. That's like the one thing he's able to do. He, he, he and, turns uh, himself into Tom Selleck. Right. <laughs> I'm like, uh, literally. <laughs> yeah. You don't even, not even Tom Selleck now, he's still way more handsome than Doom now. It's like, Jesus Christ, put your mask back on. Um, So um, we get to see his face. Uh, It's horrible, but, you know, it's about what's in the inside. Uh, It looks like he's been eaten by a flesh-eating virus, by the way. Yeah. Which is really weird, but okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like melty face. At least, like, Deadpool has, like, patchy face. He's got, like, melty face thing going on. I don't know. Now, they did something different in this book, too. Um, they broke it up into almost chapters. 
before we saw one, we'd see one white page with, right. uh, with, with the title. This one we've gotten three so far. This one says, God Doom loves all men but one. Meanwhile, uh, on the hidden aisle of Agamotto, it's Doctor Strange. And uh, with Miles Morales and um, that, uh, well, I'll call him Rookie Thor. And um, turns out he's had the other ship this whole time. The ship. Right. And so the crew's on board. He opens it up and you see Carol Danvers, uh, female Thor, Star-Lord, and uh, 616 Spider-Man. And they're like, exactly. whoa. And I, I'm sorry, but when when did Captain Marvel get such a big mohawk? I love it. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. But it's just funny. It's like, wow, that's that's. I feel like really they always like, switch her. Yeah, they switch her hair between huge mohawk and just like casual down, you know, like in the well, yeah, Guardian. And like a couple pages later, it just looks, it doesn't even look like a mohawk. Right. Um, also, just the reunion, like the fact that because at this point, you know, we're sort of just like, what is going on still? Like all these characters that kind of remember their lives. And it's so refreshing to see Miles like recognize Peter. He's like, Peter? And it's like, oh my God, yay! And now the, the funny thing is, okay, so did you read Spider-Man? Uh, no. Okay, so they did uh, a mini, uh, four-issue miniseries about four or five years ago called Spider-Man, where 616 meets uh, 1610. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, I thought it was just a, a, a nothing kind of event book, you know? Um, miniseries that just you know, they just kind of did for fun. It's been recalled and brought back up so many times now. <laughs> like I think wow. it's gonna play back into this like this whole event of the six one six, this new six one six and Miles Morales. So if you have a chance, go back and read that because I think it's gonna be a, okay. a, a big. Who wrote book it? For Do that. you remember? It's Bendis. So that was kind of cool. And then we see that Cyclops is still channeling the Phoenix now. He's basically the Phoenix. He is. Yeah. I mean, um, he 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 took on the Phoenix persona again. Yeah, and so it's it's funny too because Captain Marvel sort of has this like, uh, you know, she sees Doctor Strange and she's like, "Are you the same Doctor Strange that we know?" And then he like says something. She's like, "Oh yeah, you're an asshole. Like you you sound like him." And then uh, Black Panther comes out um, helping Reed Richards from Six One Six Walk because he's all still like distraught about losing Susan, and um, you know they have their little Illuminati greeting. And I'm like, and then, you know, Dr. Strange responds. And so I was like, this confirms it. He's the Strange from 616. Uh, so that, that's what the Memento Mori was and Illuminatus was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that they had like an in, inside secret code. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. Okay. So I was like, that's why I was like, that they know each other. This is like, like him and Doom are, you know, I don't know about uh, Susan and everyone, but him and Doom are definitely, you know, the ones that we know. Um, and so he reveals that basically that their ship has been on in stasis for um, eight years and they eight only had five years. Yeah. Eight year, and, like, like that's fucked up. <laughs> right. And so in those eight years, like this is, you know, battle world's been establishing itself and they've been just stuck there for eight years and they've only been, he said they only found the ship three years ago. Um, and so Reed is very distraught. And when he finds out that doom is God, he's even more pissed well, the thing i love is you see this just this this defeated uh you know distraught reed richards just just you know beat up and he's because you know he's he's the one that kind of was trying to get this whole thing going and and trying to save the, the the universe and obviously once again he's failed um and when he turned you know they they obviously dr strange keeps referring to this god who saved them and 
you know, he says, do, you know, doom it's doom read Victor saved us all. And you just see this shocked look on everybody's yeah. face. Like what the fuck? And black Panther just says, Steven, how long did you find, how, how long ago did you find the raft? And he's like three years right. ago. And there's, but the, the best thing is, you know, like just read freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Victor Von Doom is a God, is a God and rules over everything in this world. And yet you had to, to weigh that against other considerations. What in the world could matter so much that you left us here buried alive, Stephen? Explain it to me. And Stephen just, there's just a panel that's just a shot of Stephen's head. It says, it's easy to explain, Reed. He is very good at playing God. Yeah. So Stephen's like, he's like playing that fence. Like he knows what's, this is, this is this, the, the Stephen Strange of 616. And he's like, you know, he's an Avenger. He's a very noble guy and he's siding with doom. Right. He's like, doom knows what's going on. He saved us. So obviously he's say, saying that he saved us. We, cause we still don't know how battle planets come together. Right. And I think that this is, uh, you know, like we, we, we saw that pre incursion event where they're standing in, in, in that white, you know, um, I, I, I think that's where they met the Beyonders and took on the Beyonders. Right. And especially back in like New Avengers, like Doom and Doctor Strange have always been like after the group is sort of abandoned that like, look, we don't want to destroy worlds anymore. This is effed up mentality. Like Namor goes with the wall and then, you know, it's Doom and Doctor Strange basically handling, you know, everyone else's business. They're the ones that have to make the hard decisions. And so like that's kind of. I love that he says that because it's almost just like like read back off like you're you're a good guy and obviously this wasn't your idea didn't work out this is working out and Doom's really good at it yeah um so I love that yeah. uh I think I, you, you it, think you think in a little bit of a way like Reed was like well, why the fuck it wasn't it me because you know those two are oh like absolutely constant, constant absolutely. At each other. And also, I mean, imagine Reed mad now and imagine him seeing and he's distraught about losing, you know, Sue and his daughter and they're still alive in this form, you know. Where... Now, the thing that we don't know, though, is is which version of Sue Storm is this? Right. But the truth is, like, even from the first issue, like, you know, Valeria and Susan, that looks like his Susan, you know. And so well... even if he sees them and she doesn't remember him, like, he's going to be hella pissed. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So, but again, we don't know which version this is. I mean, yeah, right. they no, all look absolutely. they all look the same. We'll talk right. about that later. Right. You know. So what else happens? Well, we 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 see uh, we actually get a chance to see the cabal on the next page. Yes, they're camping. Uh, <laughs> Camp out with the cabal. Exactly. <laughs> is, I love it because it's a like a pretty much full page spread of right. all of the cabal sitting around a fire. Yeah. <laughs> it looks um, like they've cooked some kind of a beast or something. <laughs> they they've caught and they're 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 having a, a little bit of a meal. It's like a bunch of villains in these cool uniforms sitting around eating. No big deal. Right. No big deal. And um they're basically just debating about if they made a a good move to kill those Thors when they came out and you know they're like we should have asked questions. Do you think this is all a good idea? Namor is just like whatever. I'm just sort of along for the ride at this point. Well, the funny thing um, is, it's it's not the person questioning is Reed Richards. He's like, right. you know, we we shouldn't have killed those guys. We should have, you know, we we should have researched it. And and you got to remember, even though he's a psychopath, he's he started, smart. He's he's a hell. He's he's fucking smart. And he started out being a really good guy, you right. know. So 
we'll talk about this later. But um, for sure, yeah, yeah. And it's and Thanos is just like, and whatever. I I I just want to go kill. Yeah. Well, essentially, yeah. And um, also, if you read the new um, Avengers, I think Avengers World, uh, like Namor at this point is he's along for the ride, but he's also trying to um, finish his own job in a sense. He he's like. I think he wants to ultimately be the end of the cabal. I don't know how that's going to play into secret wars like this because he's just not on their level anymore. He's no. just along for the ride. Um, cause it's too late now for him to turn back. But, um, basically Thanos is just like, forget it. Don't worry about it. We're good. They're sitting around talking and, uh, Thanos, this is, uh, there's no, there's no need for mercy. No need to regret what is lost. Black Swan says, oh, really? Because you think we just muddle along? We'll somehow eventually find answers to our questions? And Thanos is just like, no, the answers will find us. I know it. And Namor was like, wait, and how is that Thanos? And you see Thanos look up and says, because, and you just see like all the Thor core. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up and it's just, it's just Thor after Thor after Thor. So next issue is going to be like full on Cabal versus uh, the Doom Guard. Um, th- this issue is fucking great. And that's, that's how, really that's good, how we yeah. ended this one. Yeah. This, this issue is fucking great. I'm, I'm all in like Hickman and did a really good job. Uh, ASAC Ribic, uh, amazing art. Even though I realize he doesn't like drawing eyelids and stuff, like when when characters are shocked, it's like their eyes are huge and their mouths are like really like o faced. But I kind of like that though. It, it it brings in kind of that anime almost like a little bit of an anime look. A little, yeah, a little bit, but it's you like know? super real. You know, I, that that's his style. I, I, I love I, like like I kind of go back and forth with Asad Rubik, but I think like some stuff is just you know he's he rushes through. Right, but I mean his layouts are great, and this book is just this this issue it was was pretty fantastic. Just yeah. because you're like, okay, I'm getting answers finally. This is this is happening. There's a lot of subsequent books that went along with all of this, and, mm-hmm. and pre uh, you know post issue two and uh, pre number three. There's a lot of books to talk about um, because we should have done one episode just just based on these uh, tie-ins so let's run down the list and here's my thing with 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 a lot of these secret wars tie-in books i think some of them they just slapped a secret wars uh, uh banner on because right. it was already being made like let's take uh infinity gauntlet for example it has nothing to do with uh with with secret wars there's it, it had there's no not even a mention of doom in there like like sometimes they're like with spider-verse that again it could have it it, it could have just been the spider-verse book that was tied right. out because well, let's, let's let's run down the list and then we could talk about each one as as far as well, how it ties into what i uh, what i want to point out though just real quick is the fact that like some of these books are important for you to read to get a fuller picture of the story and some of these are just not like like right. it has nothing to do with what's going on in this book so that's just kind of what, what i wanted to point out yeah absolutely okay so let's start with um a force number one um this is um written by uh, marguerite bennett and g willow wilson miss marvel what and um so Basically, in Arcadia, which is a region in Battleworld, it's all of the female heroes led by She-Hulk. They are, um, they have 
basically the nicest country besides Doomsguard, really. It's like the prettiest country. And um, they uh, they fight a giant shark, which I think was planted there, is implied. Uh, Miss America from Young Avengers, she ends up damaging the, wa- the shield wall because there are countries right next to it. And um, she basically, now her punishment for doing that is being sent to the wall. And as we know from Secret Wars number one, you know, that's where all the monsters are at. And everyone's kind of really pissed off about that. So um, they're trying to investigate what happened. And meanwhile, uh, Nico, who's really sad because they were like, you know, um, BFFs, she sees this other superhero fall down who she thinks is Miss America and it's not. And it's this woman who's just completely made up of stars and galaxy. So, yeah, that was Captain Universe. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think this one is actually kind of important because um, this is the, the book that it seems like all of these characters on uh, what, what 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 providence is this? Uh, Arcadia. Uh, so Arcadia is the one where this isn't linked to any previous book. Okay. Um, there's Arcadia to my knowledge, hasn't shown up in any other series as far as like a, a crossover event or anything. Like right. That. Right. And the other books do. And these all seem like they're straight six, one, six characters. Like they yeah. still, for some reason they're, they're just six, one, six characters that don't remember the incursion. So maybe they've been, you know, removed and put in here, you know, um, it, it's a cool story. It was a good book, and I think it's going to play in more into what's happening in Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, like I said, it's 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 uh, I think maybe Doom put a lot of these characters into the six one six, like he removed them himself. That's yeah, just my and I theory. Did, yeah, definitely. Um, this is I think a, a good tie in because it does have a lot to do with. Um, like there's a lot of doom slash strange interaction with the Thor core and everything. And I think it's going to sort of, I'm, I'm curious to see how, um, the, like the mystery is like who set them up or whatever and how this whole shield wall plays into that. Um, so I think that in regards to tie-ins, this is a book that you should read with, um, secret wars. Yeah. Next one, um, spider verse number one, skip it. Don't um, read it. Don't need it. It, it if you like Spider-Verse, it's your thing. It's basically just characters like... It has oh, nothing to do. It, has, yeah. it, it was the Spider-Verse book that they were spinning off of, of the Spider-Verse miniseries. And then they went, oh, wait, we're doing Secret Wars. So literally, they say Doom in one panel. You know, yeah. It has, it has it's nothing just, to um, do. There's nobody. There's no interaction with Battleworld in it. It exists in their own land. If, if That's what they're trying to make it look like. Well, this, this, was a book, I, this was a book that was done because... There was nothing, you know. They just threw us a, a Secret Wars title on it because it was already in the, in in the pipe. Right. Um. Know? The the cool thing I do like about this that's more a little more prevalent in this book than so far in the other books I've read is that these characters all have spider senses, so they all meet each other and they're like almost like they're destined to meet. They feel like they have to meet, but they know something's wrong where they can't. They're like. You know, um, Spider Gwen sees her grave in that world in Manhattan, and she's like, "I don't remember dying." You know, no one remembers their past life, and well, yeah, that's. uh, But that was all stuff that happened out of the Spider Verse miniseries. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the like I said, this is the book that that Spider Verse that spun out of Spider Verse that's loosely tied to 
to, to Secret Wars. There, it's it's basically like you know a couple of the Spider Verse characters. It's it's uh, uh, the Captain Britain, Spider Man, and um, uh, who is it? Spider Woman. Um, just jumping around through time. And Spider Ham. Well, that's I'm just saying that those are the two characters that came out of Spider Verse, and this is where they've they've ended. You know, so. It, it's it's you don't need we spend too much time on we you don't need to read it battle world number one um read it yeah i mean it's it's there it's 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 actually a, this is actually a tight end book but uh this was a weird one for me because um it's we're not really sure where it's set <laughs> right like like what what earth what reality where it's tied into well, as far as I know, the the Supreme um, the Soldier Supreme storyline because there's two stories in this that takes place in Limbo, whatever country that is. Um, but uh, the, the see, this is actually my theory with Doctor Strange's um, uh, his loss of his abilities and stuff that he has sort of a different set of powers because he his soul right now. I don't know if it's the same, you know, Doctor Strange, whatever, but my theory is that his soul is somehow not part of him anymore. And now his Doctor Strange's soul, it Punisher was originally carrying, but after running into the Furious Four, which was basically like hell versions of Wolverine, Hulk, Ghost Rider, and Spider Man, um, he ended up killing himself in order to try to kill Wolverine. And that of course can't kill Wolverine. So um now uh Wolverine at the end of that basically because he was like kind of a bounty hunter he meets up with sheriff strange and he's like why did you even have me do this why did you just have the thor core do this and he never answers and that's why i'm like why why is he on the secret mission and now dr strange is linked up with that wolverine see and that's the thing it's like i i my biggest problem with a lot of these these tie-ins and events and stuff i thought we were going to be getting like one continuous um kind of a, a timeline that interacts with all these different worlds and stuff like that. But a lot of it is like this event happened in this particular universe. And so we're getting like, you know, multiple versions of, of, of Marvel characters, you know? Um, yeah. Which is confusing as all hell to me, you know, yeah. but I, it's, it's definitely, it's like a weird, like out of place story. Like exactly. Like it doesn't have a certain timeline and I don't know, because this is like Battle World is just sort of a bunch of mini stories. I don't know when this plot is going to ever come back. Uh, um, yeah, it's like, is it? I don't know. Like, I was hoping that these Battle World stories would, would kind of tie things together a little bit more. Or, you know, it's like Battle World. Okay. Are we going to have like different regions fighting each other and stuff like that? Nope. <laughs> right. Um, you want to talk about Modoc? Um. I say read it. I had fun. Kevin doesn't like Modoc, but uh, you know, I just don't think it was worth. Uh, George would be really disappointed in hearing I know, that. I um, know. But I thought it was hilarious, and there's a baby Modoc, and it's cute. Okay, so um, overall, though, uh, in terms of uh, Secret Wars, it's kind of weird. Like it doesn't really make entire sense in sort of the main plot, but I think it does tie in. The Battle World book ties in really well with yeah. um, mini stories with just what's happening around Battle World in Secret Wars. So read it. Um, it was good. My favorite book Planet- that, that week was Planet Hulk number one. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, good so good. <laughs> do you want to um, do you want to cover this? Well, I mean, basically we, we uh, so Planet Hulk, as we know, it was basically, you know, where they took the Hulk and shot him off into space. And, you know, he landed on a planet and became, uh, you know, a warrior um, that that has nothing to do with this book. <laughs> 
it's we have this uh he-man like version of um of of uh captain america who's riding around on devil dinosaur fighting uh, so great um and and uh you know it's it's he's we found out that there's this place called greenland where it's basically just all everybody is a hulk and it's this book i mean it's so crazy and out there and it's like amadeus cho is a big part of it and you know bruce banner and but bruce banner hasn't become the hulk it doesn't seem like um and they blow up it's it's just this weird fucking great book and again it has it has nothing to do with planet hulk (laughs) which i kind of loved that aspect um Mm -hmm. but this this is going to be a book that i think people are going to be like I think it's going to play a bigger part in the whole like storyline of, of what's going to happen in secret wars. Um, and, and it's artwork by Mark Lamming, who is one of my favorite artists. So yeah. it's great. Pick it up. It, it definitely, it, it tie again, it, it actually ties into the, the events of secret wars. And although we get this like gladiator sort of captain America, it's like, he's basically traveling around just so he can find Bucky. You yeah. know, and so that's and that's a very and it shows like this like little flashback and it's a very classic like, OK, like, I don't know if this is the same, you know, cap from 616, but this is a very familiar cap that we all know and love, you know. Yeah. So and he's still yeah. he's just with a devil dinosaur now, which is amazing. Um, Let's talk about ultimate end. Do we have to? Uh, not my favorite. <laughs> Out of everything, um, this is the worst book you could read because it's I, I, this 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 book continues with my theory that that they secret wars was not as well planned out as they thought um i think this was supposed to be the end of the ultimate universe before they decided to do secret wars and they just kind of reworked some panels to make it work for secret wars ultimate end i i feel is just it was a book that was already in the can that was going to bring in the uh, Ultimates Universe and, uh, you know, or 616. And they just went, well, we're going to do Secret Wars instead. And they went, well, we've got this done. We've already paid these guys. Uh, let's make this into a Secret Wars book. Because you have two different realities. Of, or we, we You have the 616 Earth and you have the 1610 Earth. And it's... The incursions happened, and they're living peacefully between the two, trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah, the- so you have Doctor, you have you have uh, 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 Tony Stark, who's you know kind of that he keeps referring to things that he did, and um, you have Doc Green, uh, you know Spider Man's in this. It's just, there's so many things missing from the timeline that that happened in in the first Secret Wars book, and the characters that survived and didn't survive. This book is just, it's going to confuse the hell out of you. Yeah, it's, it was really hard to follow. I think the only one thing I will, I do like that they showed a version of the Thor core that was Groot, which is my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really hard to follow because the way it starts off is like, here's the incursion as, as we know it. It's heroes flying at each other because um, that's what we saw in Secret Wars number one. And then all of a sudden it was like three weeks prior. Here's all these other things about to happen. And it, it made no sense to me. I, I wish, and the thing is, I recognize the characters. I know these characters, even from the Ultimates universe. But, yeah, I was really confused by, by this whole thing. Just the way they, they plotted out everything. Um, 
So maybe not the best book to read in ties with Secret Wars. I feel like you it's it's a skip, even though it, you know, references the incursion, all the stuff just It's it's the tie in that doesn't need to be a tie in or Yeah. I don't I don't get it. Like honestly, it it was one of those books where I'm just like, What what's going on here? I, I don't understand. And and I I follow these books for the most part. Like I, I, I don't I don't understand. like I, I really believe that that maybe this was the book that uh was supposed to be like maybe this was originally the plan for bringing the the two together um and they decided to do something epic um you know because we see like you know the the weird thing is um they they make reference to you know Amadeus Cho and uh Tony Stark finding this this portal right Mm -hmm. that happened in the Spider-Man the the Miles Morales book you know where they find it and and so it's right. like wait we're bringing this back to, again and then you know um i i really think that and, and so the 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 thor core whatever doom guard shows up at the very last panel um and and to me it's just like looks like somebody just you know they just threw that in there and went oh here you go let's let's this is how we're gonna tie it in let's do right. like they're like hey bagley uh draws a, a, a picture of the the, the Thor core. so yeah skip it right um let's you want to run through master of kung fu number one and two i didn't read it so you tell me about it okay so um obviously i don't know too much about iron fist uh a hero that i really want to get into just haven't um but in the nation of kunlan in battle world um i guess everyone's sort of ruled by this uh, system an emperor is chosen every hundred years and runs through 13 chambers of trials of combat and basically currently this emperor zengzu is um he's had a hundred years of prosperity slash terror um and in this like public area we see that this these students of like the ten ring school they're basically see like a homeless guy and they're like you know get out of here we're gonna kick your ass and then of course, the homeless drunk guy ends up kicking their ass, and turns out he's this guy Shang Chi, who is the son of the emperor, who's been he's been missing for years and years, and um, he him and his father aren't cool anymore. And then Callisto from uh, the X Men series, her and her mutants, which one of them involves Kitty Pride, who's bald. Um, what? Yeah, I was I didn't realize it was Kitty Pride until the second issue, and it was like they mentioned her name and I was like, Oh, um, okay. I thought that was a dude this whole time. Um, but so they end up saving him and they're like here. And in issue two, it's basically like, come hang out with us in our underground, um, you know, area because Callisto loves living underground. And, um, meanwhile, we see that the, because Shang Chi has resurfaced and the emperor doesn't want him around. He's hired, the like top assassin teachers of these like schools that he he runs it's like the red fist school and um the school of the ten rings and these like psycho killers and then there's also you know iron fist it's um what's his real name randy something uh danny rand danny rand okay because the the way it's like written is like like you clearly know it's him but it's like rand daniel something or you know I, they try to like play on words with his name so and he i guess at the end we find out like he wants to find shang chi and fa- uh, face him because um shang chi 
had murdered his um, master. So now those three are after him. And issue number two, um, Shang-Chi doesn't want to teach Callisto and they get all sort of, she gets like butthurt about it and she ends up ratting him out to the emperor. And so after um, they get found out and people die, uh, Shang-Chi then feels bad and he's like, fine, I'll teach you guys. But in order to do that, we have to form a school and then by forming a school, I can then compete in the next tournament, basically this mortal combat of facing off my father and becoming the new emperor. And I think can, can also, I ask you a question? Yeah. What does this, any of this have to do with secret wars? Absolutely nothing, but it's a fantastic book. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. I, it sounds awesome. And I, I love all of the iron fist stories and stuff like that. But it's just like, again, this book, could have just been something that Marvel put out. Like, yeah. Like, and seriously, I don't out. even think there was a mention of besides the Kun Lun in battle world, like no mention of inner other interaction of doom or anything. It's just all its own book. Yeah. Um, this is just Marvel. This is just Marvel trying to get you to buy a book. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And there's only four, there's only gonna be four issues. So, um, and they cranked it out pretty fast in the last like two weeks. So mm-hmm. you should be able to kill it in a sitting. Um, next after that, uh, Deadpool secret, secret wars. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. And not Deadpool fans here. Okay. Understandable. No. Um, but it actually, he basically, they take Deadpool now and they put him in the old secret wars book is essentially what this is. Um, when and, I read, when I read about this book, I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. Right. Cause I thought it was going to be like a secret that he was in secret wars. Like, like, cause right. he wasn't a character yet. Uh, when the original Secret Wars happened, he had he wasn't created. So I, I thought it was going to be like really funny. Like, oh, he's like somehow he ends up on that battle world and he's doing his own thing. But no, it's basically just like, hey, I'm here. You don't remember me? You know, we did all these right. things. It's a Deadpool it, book. It's um, uh, yeah, it's not a good book. Um, well, the cool thing that I do like about this book that ties in a little bit with Secret Wars is um, that he actually gets to witness the worlds being created. It's like, oh, look, and he like looks outside in space, and it's well, yeah, that happens. This becoming that, one that happened in Secret Wars. Okay, well, there you go. So that's that's how they he you, you watch the original Battle Planet create get created too. And then at the end, he turns uh, into handsome Tom Selleck, like what happened to Doom in original Secret Wars. So that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, if you yeah, like Dead, skip it. Um, not not the biggest fans here. Um, Infinity Gauntlet. What did you think? Oh, I fucking loved this book. Jerry okay. Jerry Dunnigan and or D- Jerry Duggan and uh, Dustin Weaver are just an amazing team. Uh, they they like I love Jerry Duggan as a writer. Like he's become a really he's he's gonna be that writer that people like five years from now are gonna be like, oh my god, did you read that Jerry Duggan book? Um, he's on top of his game, and this book it has again nothing, absolutely nothing to do with secret wars we 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 meet this girl that uh um <clears throat> lives on new xandar and uh named awan right uh and Faye yeah. and and their dog zing zing and their grandpa and and their father are basically like just you know looking for for anything they can to eat and you know they're they're digging through looking for like cans of dog food and stuff and all of a sudden they get attacked by these giant like creatures who looked familiar. I think they're somewhere in the Marvel universe, but I don't remember. They're, they're the Annihilation Wave. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's oh, what they are. Oh, okay. That's why they're in New Xandar. It makes um, 
That like, makes sense. Um, this is the annihilation wave they're dealing with. Um, they're basically these giant insects, and when um, they're able to survive, they're basically living like Walking Dead. It's like Walking Dead it, in the world of Mad Max. That's it's what I was. Gonna, I was just about to say it was like you can't make too much noise because it's going to attract these creatures. Yeah, that was like uh, we've seen this one before, but right. I mean, it, it was really interesting because we find out that you know they keep referring to this this girl's um mother as, as she just disappeared and she left them and and you know obviously we know where that was going uh but the the funniest part is um they find an infinity stone yeah she like it, punches a bug out and there's a stone yeah. and then at the end of the book their mother um their mother returns and she's full on novacore so yeah and she uh, was like i told you i'd come back uh, right i was like oh come on uh, again book has nothing nothing to do with 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 anything that's going on in this series um, um also thanos at the end he just he shows up and it's like see i told you guys everything was gonna be okay and he like watches them from like a empty building he's like no it's not and, I'm like, what? and so, he also he has one infinity stone so i i don't know what they plan to do with I, it again i think this was this was a book that because dustin weaver is not a uh fast artist <laughs> um I still think we're waiting for for his shield book to 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 wrap up. Um, by the way, if if you got if nobody's read that book, I, I don't know if you there, he did a a, a a basically the here the the history of shield. Um, but basically, they they go back and say that uh, shield was started by Michelangelo. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, go back and read it. It's it's an incredible book, and the artwork is beautiful um but uh anyways um um so i think this was a book that was already done and they just went yeah, we, we we can we can make this a secret wars tie-in sure it's 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 a part of a uh, battle planet yeah that's what we're gonna do right and then like it was a good chance to make new characters and sort of you know it was really like with the art and everything's very like very emotional just very captivating in that way and then um just by itself like great book pick it up but yeah it has nothing to do really with yeah. anything that's going on in secret wars with doom and everything so all right next um next adelan rising which you didn't read right no i uh, and this somehow i missed this lot, one yeah this book has a lot to do with secret wars that's what um, i assume uh so charles soul picks up from uh, his inhuman series and basically it starts off in greenland in the land of the hulks and it's um it's some of the new humans uh flint uh naja and then uh, this Mega Rand, he's like a Hulk and a, a Ghost Rider guy, but they just call him G-Man because he's all sassy and from the 20s or something. So they go into Greenland and basically start um, like throwing these like gas things that like makes all these raging Hulks in the desert smart again because they're like, well, we lost our minds. We started raging out. And um, but then they get attacked by the Thor Corps because it's a, like a super criminal crime to um to go land jumping, essentially, just jump from nation to nation. You got to stay in your place. Yeah, that's um, that's one thing that we're learning with all these these uh, tie-ins that you basically have to stick to your own, you right? Know, your own land, uh, which which I think is we're, we'll probably play in a bigger picture. Of this I think, um, where it's uh, uh, you know if if you don't you know follow the rules, maybe things start to fall apart. You know. Um, because right. these are all different realities that eventually 
something's going to happen, I think, and, and, and we're going to have... Anyways. Yeah, and essentially, I think initially I thought, like, oh, maybe, like, how I asked you before in a previous episode, I was like, why is the punishment to go to the wall? You know, it just seems so, like, evil, and, like, is, is it just because Doom and Strange are just being dicks? But truthfully, there is a, a very specific system set up, and it's almost like, yeah, like, what ends up happening when that system isn't followed? Like, shit does start to fall apart, or, you know, maybe that's what's going to happen, so. Doom ends up having like this hologram Star Wars kind of meeting with um, Medusa, who's the ruler of this uh, world. I think she's like a baron. And um, basically she captures G-Man and she doesn't want to torture him, but she's like, all right, whatever. Just get the information out. Who's running this? Um, basically, it's a re like a little rebellion. And I was um, I was a little confused by that. I thought that they're trying to overthrow Doom, but I guess they're just trying to help people and defy the system or whatever. I don't know. It's not really specific with, with Doom. But they discover... Well, they have this um, little rebel unit who's run by um, Matt Murdock from 1602. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And um, that was kind of cool seeing him there. And then uh, G-Man's tortured. And then the only word they're able to take away from that is this, this single phrase, the quiet room. And it cuts to... Um, Medusa sending this inhuman uh, Oran who had died in the Inhuman series. She was like basically a cop and um, they brought her back and basically she's like, no one can know while you investigate that I sent you. Not a single person because we can get in trouble. Just go and find out what this is all about and who is running this, you know, rebellion. And she goes to basically this cool Gatsby bar and it's freaking Black Bolt, who's the bartender, and he's, like, in a full tuxedo, no mask. He's just, like, and he can talk. And he's just, like, he looks at her, and he's, like, let me guess. Medusa sent you. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> I got to um, gotta read this. It sounds like, see, this is the tie-in. This is, this is something that goes right. on and tells the story of what the hell's going on here, you know? Um, right. It doesn't seem like it's an afterthought. It's, it's, it's an actual tie-in book. Yeah. And I definitely think it's, um, I mean, even seeing new characters in there, it's that can be kind of a little hard to follow. Um, I feel like anyone that's not reading Charles Soule and Human may not recognize everyone, but it's a really fun book. And um, That's weird that they brought in Matt Murdock from, from, from 1612. Yeah. So. That's, what is he doing? How, how did he end up in there? <laughs> I have no, yeah, but that's, um, I mean, yeah, that's what, he, that's where he's from. And uh, it's weird. It's weird, but it's, um, um, it, it could definitely, I feel like this book can attribute to bigger things happening in battle world as far as this, you know, there are little sort of rebellions happening in different nations. Um, and this could totally be a huge part of it. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's good. Pick it up. What's uh, the next book we got? Modoc assassin number one. Didn't read it. Uh, it's amazing. I know you're not a fan of the character, but real quick. So um, Doc Oct is about to get killed by Bullseye, who has an official assassin hit on him. And this all happens in the land of um, Killville, I think is the country in Battleworld. And um, uh, Modoc ends up interfering and he ends up killing uh, Bullseye. And he's just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this was an official assassin hit. Like, what? they're going to be so mad at you doesn't give a shit kills him and then you know doc hawk just like thank you so much for saving me and he's like well you realize why he was why they're chasing after you right because you stole from a lab which was my lab 
And so he kills him, too. Um, it's a really sadistic book, but it's really hilarious. Uh, and then Baron Mordo shows up with his girlfriend, and they're basically telling Modok, like, you need to chill out, you're making us look bad, and he's like, no, you need me, don't, don't come at me like that. Um, and he takes a little, like, ride, and you see that Killville is actually landlocked by Monarchy of M, who's ruled by, we haven't seen that book yet, but it's ruled by, um, Magneto, and that's, that's the, um, that's the planet, or the, uh, what was that, uh, series? House of M. House of M, yeah. And then, um, also on the other side is Sentinel Territories, which is just nothing but Sentinels. And then um, two, um, 2099, that world that Modoc also just doesn't really give a crap about and really shouldn't. Um, and so he sees Gambit running out of the Sentinel territories and uh, basically because they go in, the mutants go in sometimes and try to find out secrets. And uh, he's about to be killed and then Modoc interferes again and saves him. And then he tells the Sentinels, like, back off. You're in my land now. And then as soon as Gambit thanks him, he also kills him. Um, and then at the very end, it's a meteor falling out of the sky, and it's um, Thor core version of Angela. And uh, Modok then is like, oh my god, she's so lovely. And that's how the book ends. So it's it's a fun book. It's a comedy book. Um, just a little more, not really tied into anything in the Secret Wars storyline, just more like, here's kind of what Battleworld looks like on this end. Uh, but I like Modoc, uh, especially after this book. So I say pick it up. Uh, I mean, again, not my cup of tea, um, but it sounds like it, it, it's another another tie-in. Good. <laughs> we, we we're getting fleshed out here, you know, which is which is um, good. And then you, I mean, your favorite book. You can talk about uh, Old Man Logan. Oh my god. Oh my god. So if you didn't read Mark Millar's version of old, you know, old man Logan, go back and read that. Cause this is, it's not good. This book is not going to make sense. I'm not even going to go into really saying what happens in this book because it's basically picks up where old man Logan pretty much ends. We have this version of Logan that, uh, it's like 10 years after an event in, uh, Marvel and Logan's become this pacifist. And then he finds out that, you know, it's this very post-apocalyptic, mad max kind of uh world land um but my this is my thing guys pay attention to this book out of all of these because this is going to be the book where we get the wolverine back in the 616 yeah um I, the, this this basically the way this ties into to, to um secret wars is that we see uh ultron's head uh, ultron head just kind of show up out of nowhere and right. Logan's like, what? I thought all the Ultrons were dead, you know, and this is an old version of Ultron. So he's like basically going, this ain't right. Something's going on here. So I think what's going on with old man Logan, the, the old man Logan universe is, you know, he's kind of figuring he's it makes it seem like they're not aware that they're on battle planet. Like time just kind of kept going for them and somehow got merged with this battle planet. And, you know, again, no reference to Doom or anything like that, but there's this Ultron thing. So uh, I think we're going to get uh, Old Man Logan going to the shield and uh, yeah. battling some, kicking kick some uh, uh, Age of Ultron ass. Um, this book is fantastic. Adrian Sortino really is just amazing artist. I'm so glad that he's he, he just went exclusive with Marvel because I could watch I, I could read any book that he draws um and and this book is per- like you know it's huge shoes to fill uh t- 
to, to follow up old man Logan and Bendis did an amazing job on this. You must read it. It's going to be a big part. We already know that old man Logan's going to return in uh, the six one six. And this is how they're bringing back Wolverine. Yep. Uh, um, Inferno number one. What the, uh, do, do you know what happened okay. in here? Yes, I do. And also I, this is just one, a little too many X books. Okay. Marvel just, I get it. There's a lot of X-Men to cover, but there's just too many, even tie-ins for X-Men here. Um, so in this book, we get uh, Colossus's sister, Magic, who's um, basically from long ago, she's been captured by demons in this nation of Inferno. And Colossus, who's a cop here, um, takes one day out of the year, or that's like his agreement with um, what Professor Scott's X. Oh. Right? It's well, I think originally it's Professor X, but then um, Scott Summers becomes yes, Professor that's X. Right. He becomes paralyzed. Um, so he takes one day out of the year to try and go and rescue his sister from these demons. And the finally, like the third year, he's able to actually see her, and she's full on possessed and ruling, you know, does not care. She doesn't want to go back. And um, also, he's like dating Domino, and so that's a thing. But. Um, it was cool. We got to see in this book a bunch of hipster versions of uh, Brother Voodoo and Doctor Strange and Nico and Wiccan. Yeah, see, uh, again, think... here's here's a Doctor Strange, another version of Doctor Strange that really doesn't tie right. into anything else. I mean, to me, this is a what if tale. This is like, you know, a what if what if, uh, you know, Inferno didn't end the way it did, you know, um, right. that's that's what this I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's yet another not really tied into uh, Secret Wars event. Yeah, very. Um, the the one thing I do say that it it does sort of a little bit because of an appearance is um, because remember in the first uh, Secret Wars book there was like that whole court of like Maestro and the Goblin Queen mm -hmm. and everything, and then the Goblin Queen at the end of this with um with Alex Summer as the Goblin Prince, they show up basically to save well, yeah. them. Yeah, because um, she, she's like, she's the Baron. She's the Baron of every. Every uh, sigil or house or whatever you want to call it has a baron, you know, is what we're finding out. Is she the baron in this world? Uh, that's what I'm assuming. I, I mean, she's she was okay. in that court. So it looks like there's there's a baron over each one of these uh, version, the, the sections of battle world. Um, and and, you know, she's the baron of, of the Inferno. OK, that's not I was sorry, under the impression that it was Scott Summers, but um what anyways really I was, I was under the impression yeah well that's what sort of that that's what i was the, under the impression it seemed like she sort of came out of nowhere at the end of this well that's the whole thing is though is that because it's over the the inferno is basically you know that this this version of manhattan is overrun by demons and stuff um and that's what they're fighting all the time right uh i guess sure yeah <laughs> Right. Uh, okay, <laughs> next book. This uh, is what happens when Jamie has no reference to the original. <laughs> I don't know what's happening at all. Don't judge me. Uh, also, um, so Secret Wars Journal, number one. Kevin Watacover. Love it. Um, there's two stories in this, just like the Battle World books. The first one is the Arrowhead, which is just Kate Bishop, uh, Wiccan, and Hulkling, who are in basically... It's like they're cosplaying Robin Hood. It's and it's a it's, it's a Robin Hood reality of of uh, Runaways. Uh, I mean of uh, Young Avengers. Basically, they go into the Church of Doom and steal something. They steal an orb, and that's basically it's Robin Hood. The the second part to uh, 
to this book was the the Moon Knight uh, Fist of Kanchu. It was written uh, by Matthew Rosenberg, who when like this kid going to be a huge huge name. He, he's uh, we can he, he's the writer for We Can Never Go Home by Black Mask. Um, he fan of the site, fan, you know, family member kind of thing. Uh, it, it's basically you you've got this uh, Egypt uh, world version of. Um, what, what what land do they call this? Is Egyptia. They, Egyptia, which is actually from a storyline in New Warriors, um, uh, but it, it's this this basically reality that is ruled by Conchu, and Conchu is this like just evil god that's working for Doom, and she doesn't even realize how evil Doom is. And uh, there's this resistance against Kanchu, and basically it's a big political movement uh, story um, based on what's happening in, in real Egypt right now, um, where they're trying to overthrow Kanchu, and they make a deal with her and end up being werewolves because where uh, you know the whole they bring back in the fact that um, Moon Knight was actually a um, soldier to fight werewolves is is the original lore of 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 uh moon knight so they kind of bring all that back in together i thought it was a really cool story it was a really cool idea you gotta read that one yep what do you got next uh secret wars 2099 oh god no i no idea this book uh if you're into the 2099 stuff i guess um basically it's Captain America's Roberta or something. Hercules gets really drunk and sexually harasses a woman. This guy named Miguel is trying to be the comic relief throughout the whole book and really isn't. And um, basically it ends with Iron Man or whoever Iron Man is there. And he meets up with the Vision, who's like minority report Vision. He's like in a pool with tubes in him. And um, he predicts that their next enemy encounter will be with the Defenders. So I thought it was the, 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 vision, the version of Vision was more of like the... Um... Uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, okay. I was even thinking like maybe the end of the ninth Doctor Who, where it's like a woman tied up in like tubes, and she's. It like, was it was like straight up Battlestar, like like the uh, the the Emperor or whatever in Battlestar Galactica laid in this pool with all these things, and all he did was predict the future. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was pretty so much, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, essentially. Uh, so that's the end of that. Um, I not really anything to do with Secret Wars. Nothing to do with Secret Wars. Um, uh, last one for that week was um X Men ninety two which I uh, actually enjoyed. It was good. Uh, this is See, this is the X-Men I know. This is the cartoon X-Men that I'm used to, where Scott Summers is the most annoying character. Like, literally, Chad Bowers and Chris Sims, who wrote the book, they were like, you know what? S- Scott is the most annoying person in the world. Let's go ahead and just continue, like, <laughs> representing him that way. Um, so, basically, they hang out at a mall, play laser tag. It's all fun. Everyone's all colorful and fashiony like the 90s and um sentinels attack and basically the baron of this world uh westchester is baron kelly senator kelly and um he's just like oh i'm sorry x-men because these sentinels you know some of them just go rogue and attack people on their own or whatever and um they basically get revealed that there is this institute to rival the um, X-Men mansion that, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you if you're a mutant and you don't know your way, you can go to this place called Clear Mountain. And so the X-Men want to go investigate and uh, who runs this place. But Cassandra Nova, which was an interesting thing, obviously, you know, tying in that that old, uh, 
the old Grant Morrison storyline and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just, I hated it. I just, book. see, I 90s, hated it. 90s Jubilee, I was like, this is great, this is fun, let's all play laser tag. It was trying too hard to be like this, oh, look at, we're being retro, look at, uh, remember the cartoon? It. it had it's nothing fun. to do with, it had nothing to do with any of the other the, the books. Eh, stop it. It just honestly, it it, it was yeah. It, it's a, a good tie-in to Secret Wars because you know we find out that yeah, it's a Baron and blah blah blah. You know, there's lots of work for Doom. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it. Okay. Well, props Uncle to Scott Book that, Huh? I said props to Scott Koblish. <clears throat> well, onto a book we both enjoyed: um, Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows, Number One. Yes, this was great. That- great dan slot wrote it um adam hubert artist uh but peter and mj are happily married and have a daughter and also someone is killing superheroes or that's what the avengers find out um the x-men iron fist and daredevil are missing and as this is all happening um that becomes top priority to find out who's behind this but then at the same time there's a huge breakout at the prison and venom gets loose and is immediately after Mary Jane and her daughter. So Spider-Man has to go and um, fight them. And um, we find out that the person... See, I don't... Was this a character that was referenced before, Regent? No, this is a new character. Okay. So basically, the guy who's been killing superheroes is this guy named Regent who can kill a superhero and then absorb their powers. So while that's happening, um, that's like sort of one side plot. The... uh, Venom's released and he's hella pissed and so him and Spider-Man are fighting and MJ ends up helping him in the battle by like turning on a fire engine because he's a you know doesn't like loud sounds and stuff and um he essentially makes the decision to kill Venom they're in a build a burning building and they him and Mary Jane sort of have this moment where it's like he knows what to do he has you know it's like he has to make this decision because they have a daughter now and so he tears the building down and ends up crushing Venom and he was even like, you wouldn't, you know, this isn't spite, like this isn't something Spider-Man would do. And you know, he's like, I know. And so he he kills him. And then it cuts to like years later, and his daughter's like, it looks like she's about nine or ten years old now, crossing the street with him. He no longer wears the Spider-Man outfit, and all the billboards everywhere are of this guy Regent, who's like an important celebrity now. Yeah. And so, um, that book was amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. Um, not really anything to do with Secret Wars, though, at all. Like, I don't even think there was a mention of Doom. No, no. No, there's, not there's at all. Nothing, nothing um, at all. Uh, I think uh, I have theories about this, but it looks like I, I'm 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 gambling that uh, that Regent's going to become a, 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 a villain that they bring out of this whole thing. Right. He's, he's pretty cool. Um, definitely. It was super dark. Uh, it's really a little depressing there. Uh, but I'm... Um, it's a good book. Good read. Uh, next title, uh, Extinction Agenda. Did didn't you read, read that? Nope. Okay. Um, you didn't really miss much. So written by Mark Guggenheim. Um, so basically it takes place on uh, Genosha and a bunch of these mutants are sick and need help. And um, Rachel Summers on the other end, like she like leads the X-Men and everything and doesn't want to help them because their disease can spread and infect all mutant kind. And she's like, we can't, there's enough mutants that have died already. We can't help you. And Alex Summers, who's part of the main group trying that lives in Genosha wants to, they want to kidnap rogue and some other mutant that'll help cure 
the disease, or he thinks they will. And um, also, they tried to appeal to Doom. He was actually featured in this comic, and Doom was like, not only did he not want to help, but he's made some bigoted comment, and he's just like, ugh, like, mutants are disgusting, or like, mutant, like, a blight upon the world, or something like that. And it's, I was like, oh my god. Because I feel like, too, there's a lot of these Secret Wars books where just really crappy things are happening to mutants, like, and... Egyptia, they're slaves. In this world, they're dying. And he's just like, ugh, I just hate mutants. Um, but it's funny because Alex Summers, there's this great moment where he's like, oh, you know, I'm sure, like, because in the storyline, Scott Summers is actually dead. He dies from the disease. And he's like, I know this is what Scott would do. We have to go and do this, even though it's attacking our friends. We have to go try to save these people. And then one of the mutants that's with them actually has the power to summon ghosts. And the ghost of Scott comes out and he's like, Alex, don't do this. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Don't like, please don't do it. And he goes against his will anyway. And he ends up doing it and they attack the X-Men at the end. And so that's how it sort of ends. I like um, the extinction agenda, you know, um, event from, from X-Men from back in the day that this is based on. So I, I need to read it. I just, you know, get yeah, it. it was okay. Uh, not one of my favorites from that week, but, um, we could talk about Armor Wars number one. Um, has absolutely nothing to do with the original Armor Wars event. Uh, very little to do with Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, there's great, an great art- artwork by yeah. uh, uh, Mar- Marco Tataka and, uh, you know, written by James Robinson. Yay. Yeah, like if you're an Iron Man fan, maybe. It's, yeah, not, not my favorite either. Yeah. But next book is my favorite. Uh, Future Imperfect. Oh, geez. Yes. How so epic good. was this book? Um, I mean, this is spun out of the the future imperfect event that happened in in uh, Hulk a while ago, written by Peter David. So it's like to have him come back and and touch on future imperfect, where basically Hulk travels to the future or Banner travels to the future and finds out that Hulk's become like this just ego maniacal mastermind. Um, so we we kind of see this rebellion happening and, and that's the thing is I, I like some of the with some of these books they just kind of set up a future you don't know anything that's going on you see this girl named ruby going through the desert and she she finds uh odin who should for all intents and purposes be dead um and uh she's like oh well you know you're odin i'll take you back we're we're part of this right. resistance that uh you know is 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 trying to overthrow mastro and takes him back to the this this place and uh she's we find out that she's got ruby uh quartz uh skin and she can fire blasts and it ends up that this odin was actually mastro in disguise and he takes them all out and it's it's pretty awesome but i didn't when she's like oh he he turns and says well ruby summers i was like oh shit it's scott summers and white queen's uh daughter that's awesome How fucking great of a giant idea I was like that? I like when he's like crushing. He's like, I've crushed diamonds before, and I know rubies can, you know, I can crush rubies too. And he starts cracking her, her neck, and then, um, they're uh the other team saves her, but who shows up at the end? Who leads this rebellion? But the thing. Exactly, and it's like old school thing from like like the ori- yeah. like like he's not like it's like that really clumpy looking rock that that Kirby the Jack Kirby version of him, not like well. One cool thing I read was that actually, because so far we haven't really seen any incarnation of the thing in, in nope. Secret Wars. You know, it's like 
we see Reed, we see Sue, we see all these people, and everyone's like, oh, well, I hope the thing comes back soon. And then he's here, well, whatever this version of him is, is leading this rebellion, you know, against yeah. that maestro. And it's yeah. like, oh, great. It's great. Um, the the thing I love, too, is, is you know, Mastro is just a, he's such a jackass. And, and, and Greg Land just draws such an evil, fucked up version of Mastro. Um, I used to not be a fan of Greg Land's work, but he's he's gone through some changes lately, and it's f- fucking unbelievable. I love his work now. Um, right. Yeah. He, it's this is a great book. This is my my pick of the week. Yeah, this is really good. Um, fun book. Uh, giant size little Marvel uh, AVX number one. Didn't read it. Um, it's all fun. There's a lot of uh, it's just you know, Avengers versus X-Men made into little kids and they're fighting on the playground and competing against each other. It was cute. There's this really sad panel where like, there's nothing to do with secret wars. Let's go. No, but it's a fun book. Um, and everyone knows that Kevin hates fun. So just ignore him. Um, but there's this great panel where it's, they're trying to compete by running different food stands, you know, and, You'll see, like, Scott Summers is, like, selling hot dogs and then um, Blade's in line. He's like, can I get one with O negative on the side? And then you see Daredevil, who's facing the other way, asking for Diablo nachos. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, this poor blind kid. Like, god damn it. But it was, it's really cute. And, um, I mean, Scotty Young, come on. And it's also uh, colored in by Jean-Francois Blow. So that's um, eight Avengers Undercover shout out. Uh, last two books. <clears throat> uh, Battle World number two. Did you read that? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, by far greatest region ever in Battle World. Uh, New Quack City. Uh, basically, Blade is fighting against these vampires, and then he sees, uh, this Dracula, this duck version of Dracula, and he ends up fighting him, and then it all sort of. Howard the Duck is at a diner bar and he gets involved in the fight and then um, they have a good back and forth between each other and then a Blade version like the 90s Blade version of a duck comes out to kill this you know vampire and it's fun it's cute and you know I feel like after this I was like I would totally rally for a Blade Howard the Duck team up uh, like, the best is the last panel though the very very last panel where he says uh he wants some bread he's like you want to get some food and he says you want to get some breadcrumbs and he's like man that's wrong he's like what if i asked you if you wanted a watermelon yeah <laughs> he's like i didn't think about it like that it was um, like wow okay racist but okay <laughs> um but yeah i i like them together and i'm i'm glad like especially this was that and AVX were the first two books I've seen um, so far as in Secret Wars that have even brought up Blade. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a character in this Marvel Universe. I almost forgot. Um, uh, the second the second one in this, though, was was really cool. Um, it was uh, uh, basically what Arcade's up to in this in this world. Um, he's well, this is actually the second time we see this. Oh, that's from, right. That's right. Uh, Planet Hulk. This is. Um, what his kill like the Kilosseum or whatever is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So he has the Kilosseum. Um and uh we see that General Thunderbolt Ross is actually War Machine. And uh we again see uh, Steve Rogers in the uh Captain America uh He Man looking outfit um as part of this arena this battle arena. No double dinosaur though. 
and uh he does mention him though yeah exactly let's have a dinosaur i was like mm-hmm. so so thunderbolt ross is you know from from the hulk era uh, is is like this just killing machine and uh for some reason I, i'm not the weird thing about this is it it's it's just like showing off that you know there's this arena and that they kill people and taskmasters but there's really no point to the story i don't really think um, yeah and somehow Doom is unhappy that uh, War Machine is like popular because the very last page is him, you know, destroying his gauntlet that he's drinking from. I guess I don't really know what the the point of the story was, but it was really cool and it was uh, written by uh, uh, Donny Cates, who is a really good writer. Yeah, and Ghost Fleet, great book. <sighs> I think that's uh, last, it. Is that it? Uh, there's, no, there's one more. Oh Jesus. Uh, Years of Future Past, number one. I have not finished reading it. Okay. Um, do you want me to just do you want me to spoil it for you? I, I guess so. You're okay. going to have to. All right. Um, so Chrissy Pride, who's the daughter of Colossus and Kitty, is um, she's basically scouting to find chemicals to burn off these collars. Because now all in this land, they're all, all mutants are in internment camps. And they have collars suppressing um, their powers. So she, they basically are finally able to burn these collars off. And it's... Um, Rachel Summers that's there, um, Magneto, uh, Kitty Colossus, Wolverine makes an appearance, and his son, um, his son's name is Cameron? Does he play a, has, does he it's ever appear? It's, it's brand new. I've okay. I've never seen this before. Um, so, the callers come off, and she and Cameron are basically the last of the, the new mutants. Like, after that, there's a, been, like, a whole purge, and no one's born a mutant anymore. Um, and so she, this is the first time she's ever encountered her own powers and shows she basically is a T-1000. She can stretch and turn her hands into blades and they're fighting sentinels and she turns metal like her dad. And so, um, while that's happening, uh, basically these, these people who work for the government are just like, Hey, let's release Mystique and the blob. And they're just like, you remember why you've been in a uh, chemically induced coma for years and you know who put you there, right? And they're like, who? And they're like, Kitty Pride, which is a total lie. They just want to have mutants fighting each other for the media so they look bad. Um, so their whole plan now is to basically, uh, they have a virus implanted in one of the Sentinels to kill Senator Kelly. And they're going to have... Um, Chrissy Pride, who is basically the, you know, spoke like she's going to be the spokesperson for the new mutants. They want her to save him, like in front of cameras and stuff. So it makes them look good. And um, but it ends in Cameron killing the blob. And then uh, she says Sentinel show up and that's the end of that. OK, and, I, uh, I just looked at this last panel. These new Sentinels. It's actually the uh, it it looks like Doom from the original Secret Wars series. Oh, like when when Doom takes on the power of the Beyonder and comes back, uh, this is the outfit that he's wearing. Very nice. interesting. I like it. Uh, this book is great. I mean, it's yeah. I, I didn't finish reading it until just now, um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, it, Mike Norton artwork, fantastic. Love him. Uh, Again, this is this is continuing on from a, a legendary X Men series, uh, you know, Days of Future Past, probably one of the biggest breakout storylines in X Men history. Um, 
so it it's weird to see kind of a a weird expansion of of this uh you know legendary series like i, I mean as a kid i loved this and you know the most parodied cover from from those two issues um you know the x-men days of future past is is you know based on that you know the movie that we just saw is is uh was was just was based on the storyline um so interesting storyline weird way of taking on it you know um interesting seeing that uh there's a daughter of of uh, kitty and and you know colossus and and, and uh K- kitty pride but i don't know man this is, again nothing really to do with doom until the very last page yeah even that it's like very it's like own independent story so, but it was good. It's weird because in X Men ninety two, it's Senator Kelly, and this it's President Kelly. They're both the barons of of their you know of Doom. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm so confused by all these books. Yeah. I'm so uh, confused. Yeah, good good few weeks. Um, you that was a lot to catch up on that you yeah. missed while you were out of the country on Battle World somewhere. Exactly. I, I went to um to Quack city and yeah new quack city yeah yeah, that's what i did well guys uh looks like the war is over this week uh we'll be back next week to talk about some more uh tie-in books so we don't sit through six hours of of recaps um (laughs) jamie where can people find you online uh you can find me um on all the social medias at jamie rosaurus and you could find us both on ikiplay.com and all the social medias as ikiplay so yeah, or even on Snapchat. Add us on Snapchat, please. It's it's we're trying to make it fun. Um, also, uh, you know, look this 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 podcast is free for you. It's not free for us. I gotta pay, I gotta you know reach in my pocket and pay for servers and all that stuff. So help support us. Go over buy a t shirt. Uh, Geeks and Humanity deck or whatever. Uh, buy some merch off of us. If you don't want to f- spend any money, at least help us out and leave a review, a comment, or something on either iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you downloaded this feed, this podcast from. Add this feed to your your uh, you know your iTunes or whatever. However you you listen to podcasts, make sure you add us. Tell your friends, your family members, somebody about this podcast because you know the more people that listen, the, the more it makes us feel good and that we're doing something. If you have comments or questions that you know. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Just uh, make sure you have hashtag War Report in the in your Twitter, and and we'll answer your questions. You know, if you if you're confused like uh, like Jamie is with what's going on and all this stuff. Oh, whatever. You're just as confused. Let's uh, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hello, hello, hello.